What's up, everyone? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. It's been a minute, but we are back. And this is a UFC 272 preview. Tonight's main event is one of the biggest fights of the year. Jorge Masvidal against Colby Covington in a grudge match. These two used to be best friends. And if you're following this storyline within MMA, you know how close these guys really were at one point. And then it went all in the wrong direction. So these two used to be roommates, best friends. They literally seemed like they were brothers. They cornered each other in all their fights. They were there for each other. They helped each other, vice versa, with wrestling and stand-up in MMA. Obviously, that's very important. Jorge Masvidal obviously has the boxing background coming from Kimbo Slice's backyard fights in Florida. Colby Covington was a pretty decent wrestler at Oregon State, I believe. And, yeah, it went all downhill after Colby Covington became the interim welterweight champion. Jorge Masvidal, obviously, he wanted to be the first champion out of the two of them. But Colby Covington, he had that crazy rivalry with Tyron Woodley, and then obviously Usman, Jorge Masvidal, obviously, to the casual fan, he might only be known to you after beating Ben Askren with the flying knee, which is the fastest knockout in UFC history, but before that, he beat one of the top prospects in the sport, Darren Till, and then... After that, obviously, he beat Nate Diaz, who is a absolute legend, one of my favorite fighters. I wish that they would have uh, run that back, or if Masvidal would have fought Nick Diaz, and then, yeah, I don't know. But both of these guys, they've had incredible careers. Colby Covington, obviously, he's fell on hard times after losing two fights to Kamaru Usman. And that was one of the most personal rivalries that it seemed like. But this is just like 10 times way more personal. Jorge's wife is being pulled into the whole trash talk by Colby. And Colby, obviously, he's known as being this polarizing figure who could be seen as a phony, realistically. Like, he just really puts on for the whole Trump and, like supporting the military and stuff like that like this guy nearly got cut because he was too boring and then he basically just made a fake persona which could be his real persona but he's just like really out there with um, supporting the right wing and stuff like that and like when it comes to fighting like you shouldn't really bring politics into it because then you literally cut your fucking fan base in half. Masvidal, obviously, he's a very polarizing figure. He's known as game bread. That means that he shows up to fucking fight for money. And he's going to put you on the canvas regardless. So, I'm definitely pulling for Masvidal. I don't like Colby Covington. That's just my personal opinion. I think he's a dick. And 
I hope you guys fucking flatline tonight. Anyway, this is going to be one of the most personal fights, and both of these guys have been going back and forth at each other in person this week at the press conferences and shit, and Masvidal is just, like, rubbing it in Colby's face. Yeah, he doesn't make a lot of money on his fights because, like, he's not in the position with the fans, like, at least half of the fans, that actually give a shit about him. Masvidal, he's been a fan favorite after beating Ben Askren with the quickest knockout in UFC history. In addition to that, he beat Darren Till. He also beat Nate Diaz. Those are some of the most highly respected names in mixed martial arts. And I hope tonight Jorge puts on a great performance. Obviously, he's coming off two back-to-back losses to Kamaru Usman also. So both of these guys have lost two fights to Kamaru. Obviously, in Jorge's first fight, he like, took it on less than a week's notice. So he didn't really have the opportunity to really prepare for it. He kind of got thrown into it and took the fight in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island last year. And then he would get the rematch a couple months ago. And obviously he got knocked out for the first time in his career. So you got to expect that he's going to come back completely focused. He's one of the most accurate punchers in UFC history. He obviously grew up in the fighting circuit in Kimbo Slice's fighting league in South Florida in backyards. Like, this is how far Jorge Masvidal has come. He's obviously fought so many fights in his career. He's 35 and 15. Colby Covington, 16 and 3. He's had a lot of less experience. Jorge Masvidal, he really brought Colby Covington into the spotlight because he sought him out to help him with his wrestling back in the day. Then that's really how they became friends when they were both at American Top Team, which is one of the best fighting camps in the whole entire world, if not the country. But pulling for Masvidal on this, it's a great main card. We got the return of Rafael Dos Anjos, complete legend, 13-13 in his career against Renato Moicano, who took this fight on six days' notice after Rafael Fazeev had a pull-out because he got COVID. So that's at a catch weight of 160. Dos Anjos also made a comment that he wanted Islam Makhachev before Moicano took the fight. And he was basically saying that I want to fight at your boy's weight. Talking about Khabib and his new promotion, Eagle FC, which has a 160-pound division. So maybe this is something that could spark a 165-pound division in the UFC. Because it goes from 155 to 170. 170 to 175. So... That's a big difference. There should definitely be a weight division in between. Some guys have difficulties making weight. So that's going to be a great fight to a Brazilian top fighters going at it in that one. So that's going to be a crazy fight. Then we got Edson Barbosa against Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell. 
Bryce Mitchell is going to be rocking his camo shorts, so you might not be able to see him. So he's going to probably try to pull off something crazy, grappling-wise. Against Edson Barboza, who is one of my favorite fighters to watch. Can absolutely light somebody up on the feet. Can kick your head off. And is a very technical fighter. He's 22-10 and 10 in his career. Bryce Mitchell is 14-1. Obviously, he's had... A little less experience, but he's been around for a while. Barbosa, he's a very highly respected veteran. So that's going to be a great fight. Kind of contrasting styles in that one. Then we got Kevin Holland against Alex Oliveira. Which is going to be a very intense fight. Kevin Holland, obviously, is a fan favorite. He loves to talk when he's in the octagon. And basically, he has a good time when he's fighting. He has had a little roadblock in his last couple fights. Obviously, the no contest to Kyle Dawkins, and then obviously losing to Marvin Vittori and Brunson. So now he's at a different weight. He dropped down to welterweight to try to become a contender. Maybe become a future challenger for the title against Kamaru Usman. He obviously needs new challenges in that division because he's basically wiped everybody out. And yeah, Kevin Holland, very exciting fighter. People don't give him enough respect because they think he's a clown sometimes, but when he gets in the octagon and he's locked in and it seems like he's locked in, he gets the job done. Alex Oliveira, known as Cowboy, one of the craziest kickboxers in the UFC. He's been around a really long time. 22-11-1 in his career. Kevin Holland is 21-7. So they both had a lot of experience inside the octagon. And that's going to be a great fight. I got Kevin Holland in that one. Then... The first fight of the main card, we got Greg Hardy against Sergey Spivak. Obviously, Greg Hardy, if you're an NFL fan, also, you know who Greg Hardy is. But he hasn't had the easiest go at it in the UFC. And I'm sure a lot of people love to see that because he obviously is known for going to jail and getting kicked out of the NFL for domestic violence, so a lot of people love to see him lose. I'm kind of indifferent to that. I feel like he's trying to change his life. He's seeming like he's in a better place now than where he was when he got kicked out of the NFL. Sergey Spivak, he's a very decent prospect in the heavyweight division. Greg Hardy just came off the loss to Taito Avasa where he got sent into the Shadow Realm. So maybe Spiva can try to catch him and swarm him, make him nervous. He's got to get close to him and try to get him in the clinch against the cage. That's probably his best bet and try to knock him out. I don't see that one going past the first round. Then on the prelims, we start off with... Marina Moroz against Maria Agapova. That's going to be a pretty good fight. Agapova has been coming up in the division. She's 10-2 in the flyweight division. 
Moreau's is 10 and 3. That should be a decent fight to start off the prelims. Then we got Nikolai Nigumuranu against Kennedy and Zuchiku. That's going to be a pretty good fight. Both of these guys, top prospects in the light heavyweight division. And that division is definitely on the rise after Glover, Glover Teixeira basically came in and dominated Jan Blahovic. And then that division is basically going to keep going through Yuri Prohaska when he fights Glover later in the spring. But Kennedy and Zuchiku, he's 9-2. and two. Nega Marianu, he's 11-1. So that's definitely a fight to watch. Uh, the next fight is a great fight in the women's strawweight division. One of the top contenders, Marina Rodriguez, fighting Yan Xiaonan. So I also have a parlay that I am pretty confident in. So I picked Kevin Holland, Jorge Masvidal, and Marina Rodriguez. I think all three of them are going to get the job done. And if you parlay that together, you can make a little money depending on how much you put down. So actually a lot of money. So, And then you got Jalen Turner against Jamie Malarkey. Again, this fight card is stacked. These guys are going to freaking knock each other out. In lightweight division, Malarkey out of Australia. Jalen Turner is the American in this fight. And Turner has the reach. He's also a southpaw. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. And then on the early prelims, we got Long Island's own Brian Kelleher facing Umar and Nurmagomedov, cousin of Khabib. So... Brian Kelleher is the big favorite in that one because he's fighting in Nurmagomedov. Obviously, the Russian invasion in the UFC is something that has taken the whole sport by storm. Khabib has guys in all different promotions now like coming in there and completely dominating the whole entire landscape of each division. So, Umar Nurmagomedov is a featherweight. Then also on this card, we got Tim Elliott against Tagir Ulanbekov, who's also out of Khabib's camp, and that's a flyweight. So I guess Khabib's strategy is that he has guys in all different weight classes that he could try to make champ, which is insane. He's going to be one of the best coaches, like, taken after his father. And it's definitely a story that... A lot of MMA fans have been watching for a while, obviously, with Islam Makhachev doing what he's doing. He's going to be the future lightweight champ. Then to have Umar and Tagir in the flyweight and featherweight division, just crazy. Then they also have some heavyweights also. Magomed Ankalaev in the light heavyweight division. He's definitely going to be a contender. He comes out of that camp also. And, yeah. Then we got Devontae Smith against Ludovic Klein, who came off of the... I think he was on the Ultimate Fighter. 
in the last season. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, no, he wasn't on the ultimate fighter. That was somebody else, my bad. Uh, but anyway, he's out of Slovakia. He's definitely somebody that MMA fans have on their watch. He's 17-4, and four, and he's a very dominant fighter. Devontae Smith, he's going to have his work cut out for him. And then the first fight of the night, Dustin Jacoby facing off against Michael Oleksajic out of Poland. And Dustin Jacoby is the favorite in that one in the light heavyweight division. Jacoby, obviously, he's one of the highly touted kickboxers that made the transition over into regular MMA. So that's going to be a great fight to start off the night. Hope it's a good one. Yeah, but overall, really looking forward to this fight card. It was fun to make a podcast again. And you guys can expect me to be more active with this now that I have a little bit of stability going on with my job. And I'll try to at least make two a week for now on. So I hope you guys enjoy UFC 272. And this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you soon.